Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Welcome to Cherokee Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you this afternoon, and you are in for a real treat. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast with Teal Marketing, LLC, the lady herself, Miss Anna Teal. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Stone. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Well, we are absolutely delighted to have you on the show. Maybe a good way to open the conversation. Uh, perhaps you could share with our listeners just a bit of an overview, mission, purpose. What are you out there trying to do for folks? Well, we're actually trying to help small and local businesses with their marketing efforts when it comes to copywriting, content creation, blog development, you know, overall brand consulting, um, and try to help them get their, you know, or put their best foot forward when it comes to the digital marketing realm. Especially now with COVID happening, a lot of businesses are, you know, moving online and increasing their strategies on digital. So we're trying to help them really um, not only do a quick and dirty in the digital marketing realm, but really create effective content that resonates with their audience and, you know, grows with them as they grow their business. So that's kind of in a nutshell, a little bit about, you know, what we specialize in. Well, I got to tell you, uh, my father, uh, Coach Pete Payton, and later on principal and superintendent Pete Payton, but Coach Pete Payton used to say, and he was no marketing expert by any stretch, uh, you know, it, it's a poor dog that won't wag his own tail, <laughs> he would say. <laughs> but I, but I got to tell you, uh, my experience has been, even for Business Radio X, but also with the professional services folks who we come into contact with so often, you know, attorneys, lawyers, consultants, um, sometimes it's just, it doesn't come really super easily to them to craft their own story and articulate um, their, their mission and purpose. It doesn't come easy for a lot of these folks, does it? No, it doesn't. And that's the crazy part about it. A lot of companies, believe it or not, they don't like talking about themselves. You know, they don't they don't like um, boasting about what makes them so great, which is often why you need a partner in that, you know, marketing realm to help you really listen to what makes you different and pull out those nuggets and create messaging and branding that represents you online. So you can attract that ultimate customer base that is going to be loyal to you and support you, you know, as your company grows. And so, so that's kind of our specialty. And a lot of our clients have said, you know, Anna, I really love the way that you truly listen to what makes me so great. And you pick up on things that maybe I didn't pick up on um, that maybe we should tell as part of our story. And people want to hear stories, especially um, in your community. They want to hear the stories, you know, why you started your business. I think that's so important um, and, and why you're doing what you're doing. And so we help really craft those messages and create a strategy that will deliver results online. 
Well, and actually, I would love to hear, and I think our listeners would too. Uh, your your backstory. What uh, what prompted you to get into this line of work and decide to get out there as an entrepreneur and, and try to serve other business people with this craft? Well, I didn't have a typical startup like a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, I have a little bit of a different story. My um, husband had a stroke about two and a half years ago, and that happened when I was about two Mm. days into a new job at Mohawk, if you're familiar, the carpeting. Uh, people, you know, up north. So, uh, yeah, I was really super stoked about the opportunity. And then my husband ended up having a stroke at night. And by the grace of God, you know, he he's recovering still. Um, But, you know, through all of that and through such a life changing event, um, I was able to create till marketing and it just everything lined up. Like I said, by the grace, it had to be a God thing. And I attribute my business to God because um, there's just no way that things could have lined up and happened the way they happened, um, you know, to, to create a business because a lot of people have anxiety about creating a business, you know, Mm -hmm. taking that first step is so hard. um, And to do it voluntarily is very hard, but I was kind of forced into it. And I don't know, you know, given my circumstance, if I would have, you know, had the confidence and the been in the survival mode to create my own company, if I had not been in such a um, situation two years ago. But the great thing about that is I learned a lot about what I'm capable of. And, um, and, and I grew my strengths and I learned a lot about myself throughout that process, which I wouldn't trade for the world. So, you know, even, even if your situation isn't totally perfect and you're looking to create a business, like I am definitely proof that, that can happen and you can be successful. And you, you know, I was blessed to have a lot of support from my family and even, you know, past people from, you know, past careers that came out of the woodworks to help me get this off the ground um, because they realized that I had a talent and they believed in me, which I'm so thankful because you definitely need someone to believe in you and to, to help you get out there and, and to do do great things. And so, yeah, it's, it's just, it was a crazy, crazy journey. And, um, and even though it was hard, it was tough. It's very rewarding to be where I am today. Like I said, by the grace of God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was, uh, I was actually about to ask you about how the whole sales and marketing thing works for an organization whose job it is, is to help me do a better job of my own marketing. And I do want to circle back to that, but it occurred to me while you were talking that your specific set of circumstances may very well have given you a, a layer of Teflon, a, um, a, a, a reservoir of strength to deal with some uh, some demons that all of us entrepreneurs deal with more effectively. Is, is there anything to that theory? Absolutely. Um, I think in my mind, at least, and this may be different for, you know, people who go through different situations, but I felt like, okay, if I made it through hell and back with, you know, my husband at such an age having a massive stroke and I survived that, like creating a business and doing the business 
thing should be a piece of cake. And I just had no fear (laughs) after that. You know, I was just like, okay, bring it on. Like I can do this. And I just felt like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And I was in survival mode and it gives you, it definitely gives you the strength you need to just pull the trigger on some things because you realize life is short and, you know, to be in a career or to be unhappy in any aspect of your life, you want to be able to change that because you realize the fragility of life and, and, and all of that. And so that kind of helps you make tough decisions and take certain risks to make yourself happier and functional and just a better person to be able to serve the community and help others going forward. Well, it makes perfect sense to me when you describe it. So sales and marketing for you, do you sometimes find yourself with that same sort of challenge that we described earlier in the conversation where, you know, how does Anna talk about Anna? (laughs) Yes. I mean, I do. I think it's a universal, um, tough, tough situation. And, you know, I, I approach marketing and branding very methodically and I feel like branding comes first. So realizing my brand and realizing what makes me so different, which is, you know, partly active listening to my customers and really figuring out their story and listening to what they have to offer and honing in on their strengths and um, their goals. Um, And so, you know, I kind of apply that inwardly when it comes to myself. um, And I take that same approach with myself, but I do find that it's hard time wise to get my my promotional efforts in um, because I put my clients first. And oddly enough, that is the a similar um, troublesome spot with most marketing agencies, you'll see. Some you'll be surprised, even though they market their clients, they don't typically market themselves um, because they just don't have time. They're just focusing on doing the best that they can for their clients, rightfully so. And so sometimes... Huh. In the past, I've picked up um, and helped other marketing agencies market and promote their brand um, on the side so they can really focus on, you know, supporting their clients and not worrying about having to put their press foot forward and kind of doing a ghost support. If you want to like kind of like ghostwriting, but, you know, uh, on the back end, helping them push their brand as well so they can. They cannot worry about that aspect because it's important. You know, you've got to show your clients that you know what you're doing and what better way to do that than to do it through your channels. Um, you know, that's your best portfolio. So so that's that's typically how it's just been interesting how how that's evolved and how I've seen certain trends in that area. <laughs> well, well there, there must be a picture of you next to both resilience and creativity in the dictionary, because I mean, if we think about that here, here you are, you have identified, yeah, this is a challenge for, for agencies. So rather than waller in that, <laughs> you go out and find <laughs> agencies, you can help solve the problem. That's fantastic. Yes, <laughs> I yes. love it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so let's dive into the work a little bit. Um, scope of services, type of services, how the engagement or the relationship, what that might look like on the front end, maybe walk us through how an engagement might un- unfold. Yeah, yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Well, I, I provide a wide range of services. And if you'll go to my website, com, you can see a breakdown 
of services that include copywriting, content creation, blog development, brand consulting, email marketing, um, and then, you know, some various advertising account management. Um, but I, I really tried to focus on, you know, when I take on a client, I will listen to what their goals are, what their needs are, especially when it comes to social media management. You know, a lot of people, especially new businesses, they jump on every social media channel and they think, you know, that that's the right thing to do. But, you know, understanding, you know, and part of my job is to help clients understand those channels and understand their audience and really pick the channels that they can speak to their audience well and effectively and not waste time you know, putting out content to people who it's not really in their target audience. So I really try to help them uh, form a package, either if it's social media management services, email marketing, um, if they need brand consulting, you know, oftentimes some people will have an established brand, but maybe they're pivoting, you know, because that's a that's the big buzzword nowadays, <laughs> pivoting um, uh, because of COVID. And maybe they're kind of branching into a new a new realm of business or they need help kind of rebranding. Um, and that's really where I can come in and help, you know, craft messaging, graphics and things to support that new initiative or that, you know, that new um that new drive. So, uh, but it really just depends on the goals and, and what companies are looking to achieve. And, you know, it's like, I, like I mentioned before, it's a methodical approach to where um, it's just very a custom package developed for each small business and their needs. And then, you know, we really keep an eye on the results and we shift and we evolved and we reevaluate and we analyze as we go. So, we can make sure that everything is performing optimally and on track to, you know, our plan. So I'm interested to talk about this topic of branding a, a little bit more. It's a little squishy for me, uh, a little elusive, a little, <laughs> uh, I, it, but it occurs to me that you, we, us, them, we have a brand, whether we choose to or not, like we don't get to choose whether to have a brand, but we may get to choose in, in how to frame it or yeah, but share some thoughts, some more thoughts on that aspect of things. Yeah, of course. I mean, um, there's a lot of brand exercises that you can go through as far as kind of really brainstorming, you know, who you are and, and what you wish to accomplish and what your target audience is. And that's really the fun part of my job is connecting with businesses who may not have, um, you know, all of those details fine tuned and written out yet. And then brainstorming, you know, what makes you so different? Because a big part of a brand is their differential advantage. And you want to make sure you know, with so many brands being on online and on social media, you know, standing out and having, you know, keywords and, um, you know, optimizing your differential advantage is so important. And so, you know, I, I love getting together and learning and listening and, you know, crafting from my knowledge, you know, what's the best plan of attack to, to leverage a brand and to get it out there and to make it successful. So very specifically, given this situation that we're in at the moment, and just for a second, I'll, I'll share with our listeners. Listeners, if you're not listening to this live, you're listening to, to this, you know, maybe a, a year, 18 months after this interview, 
uh, we are having this conversation, Anna and I, right, we're neck deep in this whole COVID-19 crisis. We're just a, a handful of days beyond the presidential election. This is still very much on everyone's mind. So the question I wanted to to ask, Anna, given this, do all of us, most of us need to stop for a moment and think through, do we need to adapt a little bit, change some stuff, evaluate, possibly pivot in light of the of, of some of these new dynamics? Do we need to at least do, I don't know, at least some sort of casual assessment or revisit of of the way that we are presenting ourselves out in the marketplace as a direct result of this situation we find ourselves in? Absolutely. I think some businesses, depending on your business, if you're, you know, if you have a storefront or if you're strictly online, um, there has been a lot of pivoting going on. And I think it's smart to be in tune to the changing evolution of our external environment. Right. So, um, you know, and that's that's, again, part of my job to to keep track of digital trends, um, you know, things that are happening with covid um, different ways, you know, different things that people are concerned about, you know, that maybe your customers may be concerned about. I know when, when COVID first made its appearance, um, communication was so important for small businesses Mm. specifically, you know, if they were changing their hours, you know, updating your Facebook accounts, you know, emailing your, your core list, letting them know, you know, what you're doing to make your environment safe for them to come, and visit, or if you're going to close, let them know you're going to close for a time. Um, and then, you know, just make sure that you're transparent with your operations moving forward. Um, but then, you know, there's also a different, you know, outside of the COVID realm, there's also a different um, new trend coming on that a lot of people aren't really talking about, which is this unbiased social media. Uh, there's been a lot of lot of things with censorship and things like that. So I think it's important to to keep an eye on that because you're going to see a lot of people shifting social media platforms, and you want to make sure that you know you're keeping an eye. No matter what kind of business you are, you're keeping an eye on your target market and you're following wherever they land. Um, so there's a lot of really um, hot topics that are are happening right now that it's kind of hard to keep up, but, um, but that's, that's something that, you know, I try to keep on top of, and I really try to, um, advise my clients the best route to go when it comes to, you know, kind of sensitive issues like that, that we're experiencing today. So what is the very first thing? Is it a, maybe this day and age, a phone call, I was going to say like where you sit down across the table from each other and have a conversation, but is it sort of an initial kind of consultation is that typically how an engagement cycle starts with with you oh to get to contact me to start services is that what you're referring to yeah like what's the the i'm I'm operating under the impression that first you're probably just going to want to chat for a little bit right and just Oh, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, Yeah, to just give me a call. Um, We can set up a time to chat or Zoom or whatever your preferred method of communication is. And then we can uh, start talking about your goals and and how I can help. Well, one of the reasons I'm asking, um, and and this is true of, of a number of professions, it's not just marketing. I'm I don't even feel very qualified 
to ask the right questions. You know, like I'm not a great, um, a great guy for doing the interview for hiring someone. <laughs> I, I, there's a lot I need, but that goes to hiring professional services providers too. Right. And so I wonder like what should a company, uh, an entrepreneur be looking for when they're considering investing, you know, what for them are probably pretty considerable resources in someone to help them with their branding or their copywriting or their, or their marketing, are there some, some red flags they should look for or some questions they should definitely ask or some things they should definitely do or, or, or not do? Any counsel on that front would be greatly appreciated. Oh, absolutely. Um, definitely someone who you feel like is listening to what you're telling them as far as like what your goals are for marketing. You want to make sure because a lot of a lot of big agencies sometimes, you know, to no fault of their own, um, you know, they they may try to sell you something that you may not need or they may talk kind of over your head. Um, and, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions if you if you're not sure what something means or if you're not really in the marketing, um, you know, if you're not really in the marketing, no, that's okay. I mean, I, I really like to provide a a comfortable and relaxed environment for people to be okay. If they want to ask questions or if they don't understand, you know, why should I have this piece of marketing and what's it going to do for me? Then that's a perfectly acceptable question. So, um, you know, being able to feel comfortable with who you're talking to and feel like they're understanding what you're asking for and not trying to oversell you um, something is, (laughs) is, is key. Uh, I had a client that he was looking at a larger firm um, and they tried to sell him like a million impressions on a campaign he was looking to do. And he, he's a local guy and he didn't need a million impressions. And so he was like, I just don't understand. Is there something I'm not missing? And I'm like, no, it's, it's, they're trying to oversell you something and, and you don't need that. So that's one thing I will always try to look out for the best interest of my clients. I will never try to sell them anything they don't need. We'll always try to listen to them and make sure that, um, you know, whatever package or solution that, you know, we decide on is, is appropriate and within budget and fits within those standards um, for, for those goals that we set. So um, I definitely think that that's um, a red flag. If something doesn't make Mm. sense to you in your, you know, in a a situation like that, that, that's definitely a red flag, but it's always good to get a second opinion or a third opinion um, when you're looking for marketing support, just so you have a frame of reference. Well, you bring up a great point. And I think it's something sometimes we can get a little bit um, lost in, utilizing the technology to uh, accomplish some objective that may not really be meaningful because it occurs to me, you know, most of us in the professional services space, I mean, gosh, I, I don't need a million impressions. I, I need five relationships. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'd like to just have, you know, five more meaningful conversations, you know, or you know, right. I mean, it's not just because you could do it doesn't mean that it's meaningful, right? Right, right. And it, then that goes back to your goals. I mean, if you're looking to increase your following, you know, that will be a whole different strategy than yeah. if, you know, you're a, um, if you're selling products and you're really wanting to close that sale. So you're really looking for engagements and leads, you know? So, so that's, that's kind of the strategy behind the active listening approach is really, 
trying to get to the root of what's going to bring the most bang for your buck uh, when it comes to what you're trying to achieve and, and what you need for your business. Well, I got to tell you, your, your passion, and your authenticity just uh, comes roaring through when you're talking about your, your work. What, what are you finding these days that you enjoy the, the most about your work? Um, I love discovering and uncovering really rich stories in my own community. I live in Cherokee County and um, I just, I love, I'm, I'm very into like the Cherokee chamber and things like that. And I, I love connecting with local businesses and just listening to how they got started, their passion um, behind what they do and what they're planning to do in the future. And you know, it's just, it's encouraging. And a lot of times it's uplifting and uplifting. And sometimes it's, um, it's just, it's so inspirational what people that, you know, stores you visit every day that you don't really, you don't know how they got started. And, And there's such a, such a deep rooted history and fascination there that, that I just love uncovering. All right. Well, where can our listeners get in touch with you if they would like to have a conversation with you or, or someone on your team about any of these topics? What's the, the best way for them to connect with you? Um, you can visit my website, tailmarketingllc.com, um, or you can get in con- to contact with me. You can email me at um, tailmarketing at outlook.com. Well, it has been an absolute delight having you on the show. Thank thank you for sharing your story. Oh, thank you so much for having me. All right. Until next time, this is Stone Payton for our guest today, Anna Teal with Teal Marketing LLC, saying we'll see you next time on Cherokee Business Radio. 